Splash screens up. That was a rough episode. You were also distracting me the whole time. Yeah, we didn't think this one through, did we? <laughs> the more you were doing that, I'm like, I'm trying not to break here. I'm trying to talk seriously about this stuff. Okay, let's let's make this quick thing. This is just for the podcast. Hello, podcast. If this uh, didn't sound as good as it should have, it's because I was being a total and complete dick with the images I was sending <laughs> and putting on screen. Uh, right now, I've got Jack Nicholson as uh, Dracula um, moving around my screen. And sorry, Grackies. <laughs> it's okay. It was just so distracting and uh, sexy. Not as sexy as Dublar is normally, though. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. We are live once again, Dublar. Hello, everybody. How are y'all? I, I don't think they can respond. I can hear them. Oh, you... Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to talk to you about that. I hear many things. I know. Uh, before we continue, I think we should do uh, the Harmonai. The Harmonai? Let's Harmonai. We shall Yay. perform the harmony. Three, two, one. Blood. Blah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those in audio land, what you may not hear, what you may not see, is I'm without webcam, so I've had to do some visual creativity. It's it's very creative visually. I'm I'm I believe it should be put up on a fridge somewhere. <laughs> Which part of it? <laughs> All of it. We'll oh. take a we'll take a picture and we'll put it up on a fridge. That is going to be so wrong. At the local precinct. At the local precinct. <laughs> oh, I'm a dead man walking. Um, <laughs> so Grackies, uh, how have you been this week? I've been quite well, actually. I've, I've been enjoying myself. Yes. What have I been playing, though, I believe? Yes, what have you been playing? Well, I'll ask you first. I, you, I always go first. I want to hear from you first. Okay, then go and ask me. What have I been playing? What have you been playing? Buckle. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with death PC? Buckle? Yes. Um, I think that rhymes. Yeah, uh, I'm still uh, coming to terms with the fact that my PC uh, at most has only uh, enough energy for two minutes and then it will just completely shut down as if the plug has been pulled um, so it's kind of stymied me um, I'm currently about to throw in uh, Linux on a USB as a kind of auto boot so I don't have to install it mm -hmm. um, just to see if it's a hard drive issue if it's not a hard drive issue then it's a new it's a swap out a CPU from one of my other machines and if that doesn't work then i'm doing things science is probably stuff god no yeah the, the, then it's like you know take it up to the roof by you know some sort of platform with chains and then old you know like the the stuff you see in a science center where you touch the globe and your hair stand that's like all around yes, and then lightning will bring it back. It, well, the only thing I can think of right now is Beetlejuice, so I'm a bit screwed if that's the way I have to go. But we'll see how it we'll see how it transpires. Uh, no, no no worries. What have you been up to, sir? What have you been playing? 
Oh God, I've been playing a lot of things this week. It, it's that time of the year again. It's it's Halloween time, so it's all spoopy stuff. Spoopy stuff. Is it spoo- it's spoopy? Spoopy. It's... Is that like scared poop? Do you have white poop? Um, no, I don't. I th- I think that's actually a bad sign if I did. But no, I I don't have that. No, it's it's one of those things on the internet. We call it spoopy now. Apparently, all the kids are saying spoopy. Yes. Uh, so so I, ju- I just adopted it to seem cool, like one of the young ones. <laughs> I feel yeah. old. We're, we're doing a podcast about computer games. We'll never be cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, ah, yeah, so too much candy corn does give you white poopits. I, I won't say who actually just mentioned that because that's almost like them making a confession in chat. Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) So what have you been playing, sir? Tell us what you've been up to. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um, I played... (laughs) It's it's a pretty long list. Uh, Over the weekend, it was Descent Underground. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Descent Underground is out on Early Access Steam. I believe you can can set up your Steam to get in there. And I did, and so did a couple of other bad news gaming streamers, HP Brinkays, Berserker One, Biogen X Two B, and we all multi-streamed it. And I saw they, some of that. That was yeah. great. And we we were just having fun blowing each other up repeatedly. Essentially, it was it was just chaos nonstop. Now before before we go any further, because we've been playing quite a few games, um, I'm kind of interested in how. Descent the ground felt with the um, six degrees of freedom in a confined space. Needs work. Um, there, there are parts of it that it's fun, but there are parts of the controls that need work because joystick doesn't bind to it amazingly mm. yet. It, it it needs more work on the the quick binding stuff. Um, game pads are okay, but I use mouse and keyboard with something like that because it's more. F- first-person shooter honestly in really? style in play just because it's it's close quarters it's fast action and i want you know tight aiming and you need a mouse for that right because yeah because i was watching you play and you were playing mouse and keyboard and i thought you were actually killing it and you know what i mean it... i i was doing pretty good I, I i ended up topping the boards a few times but um the biggest problem I had is if you're moving and then you try to turn, what you have to do is the turning rate slows way down in a weird way. So you kind of have to lift your mouse and do a, a like lift swipe really rapidly. And I almost broke my mouse doing that because I was doing it so much. <laughs> okay, so that's it, not it good. Wasn't, it wasn't smooth then. But if I stopped, I could move the mouse a bit and I would turn fine. So there were some control issues in there that, it, but it's, I mean, it's early in their dev process, so they're going to fix it. It's just, it needs work. Hmm. Shock, early access, something needs work. Alpha, something needs work. Oh no. I know. I'm in shock. The, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you are. Yeah. For, for those in audio land, he's changing his pictures now because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, I feel very bad. Disturbing. Don't mind me. Um, so it will be, Throughout the rest of this podcast, it will be uh, Gracky's. <laughs> I will be taunting Gracky's with images, and I'll see if he breaks verbally. Yeah. Um. So, so it, it, all the told, it felt like a proper descent game. It it, it did maintain true to it. Uh, how were the aiming uh, mechanics? Was it 
easy to target or was it kind of difficult? It was kind of difficult because there's a lot of that quick mm, strafe movement that can happen. And you can cheat the system with known tricks to FPS style, which is like rapid strafing. So on a keyboard, it's really easy. You just go 80, 80, 80, 80, like rapidly back and forth. Yeah, and yeah. your ship is actually moving further than your aim is. So you can keep your aim on someone while they're just like almost warping back and forth. Oh, wow. Yeah. So th there are little first person shooter tricks that they have to work out the kinks and smooth out in there so that you can actually land hits and stuff but um yeah yeah there there are some there are some kinks to work out for the aiming the shooting and the movement the speed up on the speed of the weapons actually firing out but it's still it it's there like the, the core of it is there and they have the core of the proper descent game now they just have to tweak and build tweak and build tweak and build nice so what else have you been playing sir uh, I played Franbo for a couple of days and um, it, yeah. it just, it wasn't my cup of tea in the long run. I, I, I it just didn't hit the it right note. It didn't me. do it for you. Yeah. It, there are games out there that do that though. These things occasionally happen. Yep. I, I did give it a try though. And I do recommend others give it a try. Definitely. It's just, it wasn't for me. But um, then after that, uh, someone actually got me the park Oh, and the park. I mean, I oh, oh, the park. So yes. <laughs> was it magnificent? I really enjoyed it. And um, I, I actually saw someone else play today. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to call them out on it and everything. And it, again, to the whole cup of tea thing, it wasn't their cup of tea. So for me, it hit on notes that I was looking for in a horror game and stuff, especially because it tied right into the Secret World's lore. It was Funcom, and it, it's in the Secret World universe. It takes place at the amusement park, which is like have you have you played two, Secret World? Have you played yeah. Secret World? I played Secret World a lot back when it first came out. Oh, nice! I've seen. I, 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 I had like max out characters and stuff, and yeah. Oh, I really yeah. wanted to play it, but I never had the time, unfortunately. Secret World was a lot of fun, but there were, there were a lot of MMO issues with it and stuff, um, especially because it was a PvPer, and I was in a PvP guild, and they had some severe balance issues with loadouts because they gave you so many loadout options that there was always the super-powered loadout, and that loadout is the one that was always the flavor of the month and everything else. And right, it, right major balance issues but for story and fun and just playing through the story stuff and, and running through the horror of it and all the lore and their puzzles and things that they integrated that was fun like you had to google crap to figure out stuff in the oh, game oh wow <clears throat> yeah That's yeah they cool. had puzzles that were extremely intricate and like go look up this obscure piece of information that you had to figure out was an obscure piece of information through these clues and find the answer and that's the actual answer in the game to the puzzle now that is pretty awesome. I wish I'd spent so time. They didn't that. do that in in the park. Sadly, I, I wish they had a few more puzzle things in there, but it was more of a you know, it was it it was more of an a movie on rails situation. Like you walked through and interacted with a few objects and got to choose what happened, but it, like you weren't really 
it it wasn't exactly a game. It was more storybook, but it was still a good horror storybook for me. Nice, because that's a game I really wanted to play. I must say, but I wasn't able to, of course, because of the dead PC. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Out with anger. In with anger. Um, oh God, <laughs> more anger. More anger. Uh, so, anything else you've been playing this week? Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I I just started last. Amnesia: The Dark Descent. <laughs> I've never played it before. Oh my God. The irony of forgetting <laughs> Amnesia too. Yeah. The um so uh so how did you find Amnesia? Because that's now that's a game where sound is really important. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and the sound is it it's spoopy. It's, it's spoopy. There, there, there there was a moment where the sound kicked off like before things got really creepy, but it was just starting to get really creepy, and I went nope. And I walked into a room and I went, oh, this is how you win the game. And I dragged a bunch of rocks in front of the door and then walked to the corner and looked at the ground and went, I'm just going to sit here. This is the secret win condition. <laughs> Hiding. <laughs> Hiding is win. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's that, that's uh, that game is 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 quite spoopy. And I'm going to be continuing that most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So it's been an interesting week again. Um, I'm going with a fine voice instead of saying um. So um, eh, eh, eh. Uh, we've we've had hot off the presses with ATV and with uh, a design post that's just gone up. Yes, uh, quite a big statement about Star Citizen's flight control model. Um, oh yes. Yes. Would you like to kind of walk us through it? Because I know you've been able to read the post. I haven't. So uh, what do we have happening? Okay. Um, I'll try to summarize it first, then we can hit on, on all the major points. But sure. essentially with AC 2.0 is going to come what they're calling the new flight model or uh, they're, they're also calling it I, IFCS 2.0. And for those that don't know, IFCS is the, uh, I think it's in-flight control system. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the acronym exactly, but maybe I was right. Anyway, they're, they're, they're tweaking some things. And by tweaking, I mean they're completely overhauling it. Forget everything you've learned up to this point and relearn how to fly your ships. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're making that big of a change to the way the flight system is. And um, in the long run, I honestly think this is going to be for the better. And this, is this I believe, is something we've really been looking forward to in general. It does seem rather nice from what, I've, from what I saw from the ATV clip. It, yeah, not just from the ATV. ATV did a whole interview on, on this topic, this whole topic. And that's actually at the top of the, it's called Star Citizen Alpha 2.0 Flight Model Changes, and that's the post. Mm -hmm. And they actually have the ATV interview right at the top to start it off. <laughs> and then what amounts to several pages of detailed talking about the different flight models and then graphs about the flight models and the physics behind the flight models. You've One gone... of the graphs has 
physics calculations at the bottom that made me go, huh, huh? Oh, I need to read this. Um, you've you've waded in uh, to the to, to the complex stuff. Can you start yeah. to give us um, kind of what you what what they say is happening and what you think this will then kind of mean in terms of ships? And combat and flying in general. Okay. Um, uh, this is a big ask. So, <laughs> s simplified version of this, to trying to simplify it at least for an overview section. Uh, what they're essentially saying is going to be happening is the mass and acceleration of the ships now matter. Like they matter in ways they haven't before. I was, yeah, okay. So, if you want bigger thrusters, well, What's the mass of those thrusters, too? So it might give you some help in certain situations, but it might also reduce your acceleration because you're putting more mass on. Um, as you end up with bigger and bigger ships, it's going to change the way things fly, as it should. And that goes from anything from stepping from, say, a Merlin to a 350R to stepping to a Hornet to a, a Gladiator, all the way up to, like, Javelins and Bengals. They're, each one is going to have its own sort of profile because they're, they're not going to be able to control the same at those sizes mm -mm. and especially with safety concerns and stuff. And then on top of it, what it means going forward is that it gives them the ability to balance a lot easier because moving all of that stuff into a more behind the scenes way, not the XMLs and the ability to set it up where each ship has a, not just a distinct look, but a distinct feel and how it flies where one of the better descriptions is um, it's that now you can have ships through these new systems mm -hmm. where you can end up with more of a jerking motion to it. Say like a sports car would have right now. So a high-performance sports car is, you know, you, you turn that wheel, you're really going to feel it. You hit the gas, you're going to feel it. But then you have your luxury cars, nice smooth ride, good suspension, definitely drives very different. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to feel it the same way. That's what they're talking about. It gives them the ability to make the ships feel like that. So they can make the ship feel like they perceive that it really should feel. That is going to be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah, so th there's there's way more detail that goes into <laughs> all of this. So much more detail. Oh, I'm so gel gel. But yeah, um I mean at this point, the the best way, thing we can do is just like we can start breaking things down. <laughs> because this is going to be one of those. Hey, guess what? This entire podcast is about one topic, guys. Yeah, it's going to be pretty full on. So um, in terms of how we see this kind of system modeling, it's going to come out with a 2.0. Yes. What's the main things they're asking in terms of feedback? Feedback. Honestly, it, it's they're not asking for main things. They're asking for... You tell us what what do you think this feels like? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you get into your ship, give what ship you're flying, what your loadout is. All right, the main things they're asking yeah, for. Yeah. They want to know all the details around 
what ship what the ship is when you're having your experience that you either like really liked so much that you want to post about it or really disliked so much that you want to post about it and give all of the details what was the ship what was the damage states of the ship what equipment did the ship have on what cargo did the ship have on it like list all of these things because all of those things are going to matter every single one of those items plugged in the damage that might be on there like they all will have an effect now they will create different error conditions and that will help them go and, and take a look and fine tune it and this is something where streamers are really going to be important mm, mm. because we'll be able to give them instantaneous video feedback on any situation or video makers so live streamers or content producers in general um if you make content for Star Citizen in any way what, of the video kind, that's going to be able to give very, very, very rapid feedback that you can show. Here, look, this is the problem I'm having. Here's my description of it as I'm having the issue. Here's what I'm doing while I'm having the issue. This really isn't working right. So mm. that feedback is going to be instantaneous. But don't discount all of the other descriptors. That everyone else is going to give, but give give detailed descriptions. That's the best you can do, is give those detailed descriptions. The more details that you can put in there for them, the better. Don't just give an overarching view of, this sucks now. Okay, what were you flying? What was your loadout? What happened? What damage did you have? Why does it suck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, we're in a brave new world. I'm so looking forward to having a flight model that I can use to hide the fact that I can't play properly. <laughs> we'll put you in a bigger ship. Yeah. I so when it flies slower and more boat-like, you can be like, well, you know, it works for you because you're not supposed to go into asteroid fields at high speed with those. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll still wreck. I will still wreck. I will wreck so hard. It will be ridiculous. But um, I really like the the new flight modes. Yes. Not models, but modes. So there's... Now, this was mentioned in CitizenCon, but it's got reiterated a bit more in this uh, last uh, update. So we've got precision mode. Yes. Um, which allows you to do... Uh, how do we say... Uh, what's the word I'm looking... Precision flying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Precise controls. Precise controls. So that's when you're doing things like landing, uh, mining, salvaging, um, getting really close to take a photo um, without smashing or hugging anything. Slowing or, down so you can check and make sure there's nothing on the wings of the, the ship before you can proceed. Yep. Um, and then after that, there's a standard flight model. Was it that what they called it? Or standard fighting model? Uh, space combat. I, I knew that. No, I didn't know that one. Um, so that's what we've got right now, but modified slightly in terms of the acceleration. Yes. And, the, and of course, the new kind of uh, uh, physics. Yes, where now max speed is dictated by acceleration capability. So if you can accelerate faster, you can hit your you know max velocity different than something else so your loadout what's on your ship cargo hold all of that's going to dictate what your max velocity is on the ship that's going to be pretty good yeah and and scm it still holds you back from where you could go full on but 
you know, that's so that your thrusters can actually control your turning without you end up in a puddle of blacked out in inside your cockpit with your nose draining blood. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be an understatement. I could, this is your, imagine you're flying like uh, Genesis Starliner and you go, oh, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered in blood. It's my own. It's not good. Ladies um, and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We have a slight problem up in the cockpit currently. I pulled a maneuver that has caused me to lose all of the blood to my head, and I will be blacking out in three, two, oh, uh, good night. Bang. Um, and uh, then we've got cruise mode, which doesn't involve you jumping on top of couches and talking about uh, uh, how uh, psychotherapy is a lie. Um, it instead means that you uh, go fla fast and you fly incredibly straight, so straight you can't even turn. You, you can course correct, as you, they call it. Yes. So you can, you, you, can, you can have several course corrections, but you will always be straight. Pretty much. Your nose is, is locked in. You, you can make small adjustments. However, they did say you can go in decoupled mode to flip. What? The reason being, smart pilots will figure out when to time braking by essentially flipping 180 and then hitting the main thrusters to cause rapid <laughs> deceleration. But if you try a 90 degree turn like that, that is instantaneous blackouts fill pretty much. Don't try doing that is, is essentially the warning that they so, gave. So you know what we're going to have to try. We're going to be trying 90 <laughs> degree turns in cruise mode. Oh, you better believe I'm going to be pushing it to that red line. Oh, my God. Just if you could do if you could black out again when you're doing a, a passenger ship. That's fantastic because it's like you could take out everybody. Yes. So provided you had a suit on that allowed you to recover quickly. I wonder. Oh, no. Anyhow, sorry. I'm just the passengers thinking. are out and they don't even know what's coming while the pilot comes back quicker. <laughs> uh, Citizen Ryokin says, if you pull that maneuver, it's an express train to Sleepsville. Yes. Hey. <laughs> I, I want to try that maneuver, though, and just basically, you know, do the 90 degrees and then slam the acceleration full again. Yeah. I'll take the blackout as long as my new trajectory is basically I come back awake 30 seconds later and I'm 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 out in space 90 degree turned. I'm good. That as long good. as my ship doesn't stop going, I as long as I made the, that correction in a way where there's nothing in my way, I'm okay. So, uh prior prior to uh the show, you went a bit giggly on me uh because Afterburner came back. Yeah, his afterburner <laughs> did come back. I missed the afterburner. So, uh, for those who who weren't aware of the afterburner, who have who have come in uh, a couple of iterations in of uh, Arena Commander, what did the afterburner kind of allow you to do within the game? Um, afterburner basically boosted your your maximum velocity. That it was an afterburner. So if you were traveling at maximum three hundred and then you hit boost. Then back then it was boost. Now afterburner and boost are actually two separate things. But if you hit the boost, you would increase your maximum speed by draining that resource. And then you, you could choose to time it to increase your speed or 
later it was a little bit of your thrusters for turning, but it also increased your speed. Now they're separating it so that you can either increase your maximum speed and still maintain control at the rate you had it, or you can choose to use the fuel for boosting, which will essentially increase acceleration rate without increasing the maximum velocity, which gives you more control so you can make a tighter turn faster. And if you start combining the two, that's going to make for some very interesting racing so that you're all of a sudden doing a rapid acceleration turn with boost mm -hmm. and then hitting the afterburner to go right back into top speed as quick as you can. And then imagine also going into cruise on straightaways and trying to time that deceleration off the cruise so that you get that little extra edge of speed. There, there's going to be some interesting stuff going on in racing. Oh, uh, talking of racing, as a, as a quick aside, uh, did you see uh, the sneak, uh, the 30-second uh, the clip they had? I did, and oh, I was so oh. angry. For those who don't know... Because I didn't get to do it. Somebody's managed to put a retaliator in, uh, the, in, in the racing circuit, flying through the hoops. Sort of it's the not rings. hard. It's not hard. We should all do it. it looks no, awesome. you have to have a certain account to do it. Uh, if the retaliator was the first purchase on your account. Really? Will, yeah, basically what's happening is that there's an issue where in multiplayer, it usually loads a buggy for you. Yeah. But when you go into your solo modes or you know some of the co-op modes, what will happen is it's loading in other ships freelancers, retaliators, constellations, and someone figured out that there's a few other steps to it, but if it was essentially the first item in your account, mm -mm. that's the one that it's calling to and getting loaded in. However, it means the retaliator is actually functional enough you can fly it. Wait a minute. So let me think this through. So my first thing was my 300i, which I then upgraded to 325, and then I've melted so does that mean I could no longer do it, or could it still be my f my next first ship? It's whatever's first on the list somehow. There's there's a whole bunch of other stuff, and I don't like to get into the whole... No worries, no worries. Pulling the game apart thing, no, no but worries. it's out there for anyone that wants to go find it. Okay, yeah. Um, so all things considered, I'm actually really excited by this, because um, it feels... it As they said, this isn't uh, a, a scrub of previous is simply this is the next stage yes um so how do you think this is going to play out when you have uh because because right now we've got light ships kind of holding it with hornets um now ignoring the big ships for now so do you think this is going to kind of change how those combats are going to interact in terms of advantage disadvantage i think it's going to have a huge impact on how those combats interact okay in in what way Loadouts are going to matter more because if you decide to go with a very heavy loadout, you're going to be sacrificing your maximum velocity by reducing your acceleration and capability of turning. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be that heavy hitter, you're going to have to time your shots and try to, you know, line it up so that you're the one getting the advantage shots in or you've got them in an advantageous position or else they're just going to get around you. Then... Also, for the lighter ships, they're, they're going to have to judge, okay, well, how light do I want to go? How much do I want versus, you know, of control and um, acceleration, maximum velocity, 
how much of that do I want versus how much equipment I'm going to put on? So am I just a quick little interceptor? And then in Arena Commander, because there's more time to kill now, yeah. you can't go too light without being able to actually do anything ever. And then you're just basically going to have to get in there and, and steal kills. So you'd have to time it for that. So there, there's going to be a lot of nuancing and choosing where to fight in the arenas, too. In the asteroids, up close to the station, near the beam, out in the open, do you want to try and draw people to those situations? There's going to be a lot more picking and choosing where to fight and when to fight. That's going to be very cool. It's, especially now we're going to have the larger um, space to play in. It's going to, it's going to really change combat. Well, yeah, and then larger space, it's, really, it's going to change it even more. I'm just looking forward to. Um, do you think we'll ever? Have, no, because do you think we'll ever have translation? I so desperately want this to happen, and we will have it happen. Is um, to be able to chase somebody away, like and corral them into a trap. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Interceptors will be able to do that because oh, if you yeah. start, if you can't get your quantum drive up and running. Which is basically the the one thing that evens the playing field for everybody is that everyone goes point to see once quantum drive is up and running. However, if there's any object in the path, the system is going to go, oh, wait a second. No, I can't do this. This could be horrible and kills the quantum. So what will happen is interceptors will harass. And if someone starts to take off, tries to cruise it, you know, go into cruise instead of combat mode in a certain direction, mm -hmm. an interceptor will be able to get up faster than them, get in the way, block them off, and force them to make adjustments. And they can do that until they're on a path where they know they're headed towards, maybe it's just a couple interceptors, but they know they've got, say, you know, a, a couple of cutlasses and a constellation waiting to take the ship and all the cargo. Now they've got them on the path with that so that they're going to be generally in that direction. That smaller you know, little uh, pirating group could get in the way of where that quantum is coming in and then they're pulled out and now they got the big ships and they're ready to just, guess what, drop your cargo or you're dead. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's terrible. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, I guess I guess from, from my side, I don't really know much more about what they've added. Is there anything else you think we've not covered? Um, I mean, geez, we covered those modes. We know about quantum. Well, I'm, I'm just seeing because the post is so very, very long. Oh, and the biggest thing with balancing. Did we talk about how they're going to be doing the balancing with this? And, no, I, don't I mean, think we've we talked have. about the feedback. One of the big things that I want to make sure that we get across to everyone. Okay. Is what they said here. And that is that the balance is a long and deeply involved process. That's an exact snippet of, of, of the post. And essentially paraphrasing what they said before and in here is that this is the first step of the new stage. So we're in the next stage of all of the, the flight model and the, they went this direction because it wasn't really working and doing what they needed mm -hmm. it to do. So they, they, Oh, excuse me. Um, since May, I believe it was, they got approval to do this. They've been oh, April. It. Yeah, April. Yeah, it was like April, May. And 
one of the big things is they've been working on it for that long, but they understand that this is only the first step in this new stage of the process and that this isn't going to change, you know, overnight once we get our hands on it, but they're ready for our feedback and they want our feedback and things might not work right or they might have problems. So th this is, you know, at least for me and you'll probably echo it as a plea for mm. constructive criticism. Oh, absolutely. Now I was going to go, now let's have crazy criticism. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's have, have fires starting. No, uh, definitely constructive criticism. This is going to be, uh, a learning process for everybody right now because uh even though they've uh you know had this running in the background for a while now um it's going to take a while for them to uh you know kind of you know shake out all the bugs and whatnot so we're going to we're going to see things on fire and things being incredibly fun as a result but you know yeah it'll take time yeah yeah exactly so just Back to the whole thing of constructive criticism, please, please, please. Yes. When you give your feedback, make it constructive. Please, Again, don't... please, please, yes. And, and, because and... I know I'm going to have plenty of things about it. I'm like, what the hell did they do here? All right, this is why I don't like it. Break it down. <laughs> that will happen. I know yeah. that will happen. But I want, in the end, what I want to have happen... I see almost everyone in the community want is an amazing game and just going, you suck. Doesn't really, you know, fix that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting for me because, um, I, it's, it's kind of interesting going in on the Reddit forums and, uh, RSI forums because you do get to see, uh, people coming in going, wow, this game is amazing. I have lots of questions and the, the community is very, very helpful. But when change does happen, uh, there is typically just a group who do go a bit special. Um, there we'll, is. We'll just have to let them be for a bit. I, I tend to ignore and just give the best feedback I possibly can. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering if there's anything else in terms of the flight models, because I'm really interested in terms of how that's going to help with the larger ships. Because uh, one of the things, mm. and this is like kind of connecting all the missing dots, because a long time ago, so like backwards soon, um, on Noose, um, we had, uh, I think, Vig talk about a different flight model, and the flight model was more like kind of click and go there. Yep. Uh, and then make adjustments. And uh, the intimation was that was for bigger ships. Now, with this um uh, uh adjustment well this was sorry no this is with this new kind of process that's really what cruises to my mind which means that uh it all but guarantees that and um, from what we've seen in the videos that larger ships will have the same because of the ifcs uh, version two modes we'll be able to uh fly and react like fighter craft although with with shall we say appropriate uh modifications because we're huge well the the larger ships won't quite be able to respond to that well yeah we're not going to turn on a dime when no. we're, we're, no it's it's a connie is not a gladius I, yeah I, i'm pretty certain i i, I looked at them yeah a connie is not a gladius a bengal is not a connie yeah they're they're going to it's going to have one of the things they're aiming for and what it's going to have across the board essentially is, is you're going to end up with 
combat situations that go anything from uh, interceptors with high agility fights to more World War II style dog fighting mm. with the, you know, chasing down and then turn fighting style with the more medium class ships where you're trying to get your guns just lined up for that perfect shot. So there's going to be more time, more tactical thought around it. And then you're going to end up in the big ships eventually where you're going World War II style battleship slug fest where you're trying to line up the right set of all of your most powerful guns at their weakest point you can possibly find and just get that hit in and then make sure they don't return it. Mm. So you're going to have all these different flight things and flight controls working that way because each of the ships is going to have their own feel, and that's because each of them is loaded out different with different masses, different sizes, and as that mass increases, well, that's what's going to happen. That's going to be pretty damn cool. I'm looking forward to the slugfests. I'm looking. I'm not so much looking forward to the slugfest because I think I know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to become tenderized and, and, and left out in the sun. I want to be on a javelin because I really like the thought of being on the bridge and trying to like get those shots lined up and doing the controls from you know the the essentially the captain's perspective and trying to get all my guns lined up in just the right way. See, you've watched one too many nautical dramas. <laughs> yes, awesome. yes, I have. That would be incredibly awesome. Um, yeah, I think I think what this is going to be really good is uh, with the, with the mass adjustments, how we're we're going to find uh, the ships flying differently. Uh, again, we've always we've said here it's about the adjustments, about the loadout, about the cargo, about various things. But the one thing that I thought they were trying to get towards, and they've they've all but said it, so I don't want to take it too far in this, but is the patina. So as a thruster changes, mm -hmm. right? Um, one one hopes that uh, that means eventually, and oh yeah, no, this is me pulling out of my ass. Eventually, as um, the game kind of progresses and your ship progresses. Maybe your ship handling just changes over time gradually. It is possible that that could happen if they give it a damage state or yeah. an error state, essentially, because they do have error, what they call error state handling. Yeah, which is awesome. And it's for situational damage or turbulence too. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a, a you know, a uh, what are they called? Um, nebula with some sort of like weird plasma storm or something, they can actually create turbulence. Mm -hmm. And that's, 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 and the idea, the idea of the uh, error state is not necessarily to uh, trash you. It's just simply a cosmetic action. Um, so primarily, cosmetic. primarily, but what, the, because it's, it's like people love the millennium Falcon, but the person who loved the millennium Falcon the most, of course, was Han Solo because it was his ship and it flew with its own peculiarities in his own kind of way. In the same with Kaylee and... I don't know. Lando might have loved it a little bit more. Then he wouldn't have gambled it. That's true. <laughs> but he did get it back. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Sold for a crate of Colt 45. Um, so... Oh. Yeah, um... 
Oh yeah, as another thing, um, we've got the Crucible coming up as the hopefully the next sale. Yep. Uh, and are, are you excited for it? I'm excited to see it eventually, but because it's it's a repair ship essentially, that's so much further down the line that mm. it really doesn't even touch any of the gameplay that I'm thinking of at this point. Yeah, because it maybe it touches on overclocking a little bit, but I, I'm not even certain it touches on overclocking as much as mobile combat repair base sort of thing. Yeah, um, I think it'll be interesting because I know we're going to have a new phase of ships coming up, but I think we've exhausted the, the current um, set and we'll be getting uh, them out soon enough. I'm just looking forward to seeing like how the freelancer is going to fly in this new 2.0 world, because by all accounts, you can imagine it flying like a brick. Um, and will be outperformed by the Cutlass. And the Cutlass hasn't had much love in terms of its flight control, it seems. Yep. So uh, I'm really curious how these mid I'm calling them now the mid-side sedan ships. Um, <laughs> there are well, the four doors. The four door for sedan. Um, uh, room in the back. Uh, <laughs> will we'll kind of uh, play out in this, in, in this new flight model. Because I think I'm hoping there could be a lot of very very happy people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what the Cutlass is supposed to be too. Is it's it's supposed to be? I don't want to get into that discussion too much again, but it's supposed to be a fighter of some kind, not a brick. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just a very offensive brick that just slams into you. That's true. It could. Uh, that's the way I fly all ships, though. So I've got a friend. My friend is brick. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> What do you say about my friend? <laughs> the, uh... Wait, I've got to find the most brick flying ship out there and name it Trident. I'm confused. So then brick kills someone with a Trident. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go away. So, Grackies, Grackies, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, the same for YouTube, Twitter, and essentially everywhere on the net. And you can find me at G-R-A-K-E-E-S as well. Where else can we find you, Dublar? G-R-A-K-E-E-S. Just go over there and hit follow. We can also find him at D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y on Twitch. I believe it's the same on Twitter, is it not? It is. Uh, but you can shorten it by just looking for G-R-A-K-E-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Hey, come on. I'm in a good mood. Um, okay, everybody. Uh, uh, we'll see you in the podcast next week. And if you're in chat, we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. Oh, yeah, no, he is, like, so very Irish. That's yeah, my, my American ears did not pick up on that fact until then I went, oh, that's a whole new thing for me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, considering it's also from the guy who did the uh, Father Ted. Father Ted? Have you never seen Father Ted? 
I've never seen Father Ted. Okay, this is where you re I really need a camera. I'm giving you such a look. <laughs> <laughs> I I will be watching Father Ted. And we're back for the post show. Hi, everybody. Damn it, uh, Duplar distracting me through that yeah. whole thing. I was trying so, not to laugh. I have to apologize. We just did a little extra uh, audio recording to apologize for the podcast because I done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knew that uh, stuff like that is, would actually be distracting? I think I've ruined today's podcast. I feel so <laughs> sorry. I am so, so sorry. Oh, shit sticks. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. But it was hilarious. Rawr.